Hey everybody, I'm Dan Vespris, the host of Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball's flagship full-season fantasy podcast. We cover every piece of news, every mock draft, every rank list, pickups, drops, buy lows, sell highs, and every sleeper candidate all year long, Monday through Friday. Come check us out. We're Fantasy NBA Today, and you can follow me on Twitter for updates at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. We'll talk to you soon. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, and I'm flying solo today to break down this uh, this wonderful Sunday, August 30th card. Uh, we have some new playoff series starting. We have a couple other ones that might be finishing. Uh, might get game sevens on them, but looks like looks like due to the injury report, we might see one of them one of them uh, round out. But nonetheless, we have a lot of good stuff to get into. Uh, really looking forward to this slate, this card. I think just uh, getting a fresh series is like a, a fresh slate for me. Uh, you know, when you, you get towards the back end of the series, you end up playing guys that you weren't really on just because you're waiting for that that one good game in the series. And uh, another game you're chasing. You're chasing what you saw. So uh, really looking forward to just kind of jumping into this. Before we get into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Manscaped. Go check them out, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20 over there, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and you will get 20% off and free shipping on your entire purchase. Uh, we always talk about the good stuff over there, guys, so please go check out them. It is a luxury item uh, for you or your significant other. But we're going to jump right into this. We got three games on the card. Uh, we have most of the lines and totals and over-unders released. Uh, we might see some fluctuation. That's why I say most, uh, depending on some of this news. But we're going to start it off 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Boston Celtics going against the Toronto Raptors. This game is coming in at a 216 over-under with Toronto being favored by two and a half points. As far as injuries are concerned, uh, for the Raptors, we have Kyle Lowry being listed as probable coming off that ankle sprain. Uh, seemed like he was going to actually miss at least a game or two during this series, but he's back. He should be right back into the starting lineup. We'll have to keep an eye out to exactly how he looks and how he's playing on that ankle, uh, whether or not that might affect his minutes, maybe slightly, but I still expect him to play uh, with his usual lock and load amount. And then for the Celtics, it's really uh, just Javante Green, Gordon Hayward, uh, and then Traymond Waters all out. So should be business as usual. These two teams have met up plenty of times. We've seen their matchups. Uh, we kind of, I think, should know the the weak points for each uh, individual team. But uh, Jason Tatum will start the Celtics coming in at 9,200. I'm never going to say not to play Tatum. Uh, I just don't love him in this sort of matchup. Uh, they protect the rim very well, that being the Raptors. Uh, you know, he he the, him on uh, Pascal Siakam, there's going to be a slight edge for both of these guys because Tatum's probably just going to be a little too quick for Siakam, and Siakam's just a little bit too long uh, for Tatum. Uh, but at 9,200, I, I kind of want to just go down a little bit more to those other two guys that, we, that we're that uh, used to playing, being Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown. They're both around that 71, 7,200. Um, you know, with, with Gordon Hayward off the floor, these two guys have just picked up the usage. Kemba is now playing his normal allotment of minutes. He's taken high-volume shot attempts. Uh, all the things that we wanted to see from Kemba Walker for most of the season that it just 
frankly wasn't there. And that's because when you when you have four guys like Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward, the, it, it's it's slim pickings on usage. And Tatum is clearly the best player on the team, so you know he's going to get the majority to begin with. So. Uh, I like the little groove he's been in. I'm not expecting him to come out here and drop another 47 or 50. It is a tough matchup defensively for Kemba, but at 7,200, I think he feels like a rock-solid 30, uh, 35 to 38-point guy. So I'll, I'll take a couple shots on him. And the same thing with Jalen Brown. Uh, mostly I'll probably look to get him into that small forward position just because he has that eligibility. It helps us out. Um, but he, he's got the same sort of upside Kemba does, same sort of floor. They both have just been playing great. We've been seeing a couple down games from Jalen Brown over the past, but like the 41 and 42 minutes uh, in that series going against Philly in the last few games, he's going to keep continue to play a boatload of minutes. This guy's a great point per minute type of player. So those would be my <clears throat> those would be my main two options I'm really looking at. I don't have a lot of interest in the front court between Tice and Cantor. Uh, you don't like I just said, Toronto has plenty of guys they could throw at him. Whether they want to start unleashing Gasol a little bit or they just want to keep having uh, Ibaka just handle most of the role, but. Both those guys are very capable. And then Siakam also in the front court slides over to center. He generally plays like a minute or two. Not too much, but definitely have to take it into account. But, yeah, that's it. Only thing for me over there in Boston is going to be the main two pieces. If you want to dabble in the Marcus Smart, I'm going to wait for him to kind of maybe get down another 200 or 300 bucks. Slide over to the Toronto Raptors now. And, uh, you know, we just talked about Siakam. He's the highest-priced option right now coming in uh, for the Raptors. And, 8100 is a fair price tag for Siakam, but he just hasn't been aggressive enough for me uh, throughout the past series. We, you know, we saw them try to get him the ball a little bit more towards that Brooklyn team. He took 22 and 23 shot attempts, and I think we talked about it on the show. It, it just seemed like they were forcing it to him on purpose because he hasn't been in a groove. He was one of those guys that hasn't played. Now we're a month in, but this defensive matchup's a little bit different. Um, not going to tell you not to play him, but I'm definitely probably going to be underweight and under the field on him for the most part. But uh, Kyle Lowry. 7900 only $200 behind. I don't mind looking at Kyle Lowry. Anytime there's a guy that has a questionable tag uh, next to his name, people get a little bit scared off. They know about the ankle injury. He's probably going to have his minutes uh, limited. It's not an easy matchup for him whatsoever. So he's probably just going to remain like a, a tournament play for me. I, I wouldn't trust it in cash games, uh, just given the other things I just said. Uh, we have other options that we could choose from, but he definitely makes a little bit more sense in tournaments. I'll probably have a couple of shares, but uh, I'll, I'll mostly be looking at Freddie Van Vliet. He's just been balling out. Um, you know, knowing that there's a slight possibility that uh, Kyle Lowry might be, you know, eased in just slightly. Maybe he gets a little a hair under his normal minutes, whatever it might be. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's balling out at 7,700. I have no problem looking at Fred Van Vliet. Also shooting guard eligible, uh, which is wonderful on these short three, uh, three card slates. It really allows you to differentiate. Uh, we talked about the front court. You know, Marcus Saul, 3,900. He's a guy I'm just waiting to get a few extra minutes. And we talked about it in that last one. Uh, against Brooklyn, it just wasn't it just wasn't the matchup for them. Uh, they only played one big, and yeah, you know the Celtics do play a few bigs, but I just don't. This just doesn't feel like the matchup again. Yeah, he has to be like forced into there. Like if this was, you know, if he was in the Western Conference, it'd be ten times easier. If he had to go through like we see the guys, you know, Utah and Denver, one of those guys, we'd see Gasol playing probably close to twenty eight to thirty minutes, and those are the matchups I want. Uh, but it's tough right now. There's there's really nobody outside of the the Sixers that he might have had to play big minutes uh, against in this Easter Conference. So we might not get to see the Gasol unleash uh, unless they they make the uh, NBA Finals. But so I'll probably hold off on Gasol. Serge Ibaka is getting a little price bump now. He's getting a little expensive. He's over that six K mark. He put up uh, two back to back great games. And the Celtics front court is their is their weak point. It's where I like to look. But you know. 
don't go chasing those points necessarily against Brooklyn because we know Brooklyn is the front court that we like to attack. So there's a difference between a, you know, a good front court to attack and the front court to attack. So uh, he's still very much in play for me. Um, just not somebody that I feel like is a lock and load, like how, how I was feeling against uh, Brooklyn. Once we kind of you know saw that Gasol wasn't playing those minutes, uh, it was lock and load. Whoever's playing center against Brooklyn is, is something that you need to think about. Uh, Norman Powell and OG and Anubi, uh, both these guys around that four seven five one price tag, and they pretty much split in divvy minutes. Uh, OG forty seven. If I land on him, maybe just doesn't have enough upside right now for me, especially in this matchup. Um, I could see him getting good minutes, you know, if they do decide to put him on Tatum. But he's not a great point per minute guy, so he'd really just need to stumble into some rebounds, stumble into some steals and blocks. Um, and same thing with Norm Powell. I, you know, it, he's got the upside. That's the thing. When Norm's hitting his shots. He will get you to where he needs to get you. It's all going to be about him in the shot fall. And the two games uh, in the in the last series where he did shoot above 60%, he gave us a return of at least 37 DK points. Uh, the other two games, you know, he still shot well. He was 50%, but the shot volume was a lot lower. Uh, it would have to make it work for me. I'd have to land on him. He's not a guy that I'm really gravitating towards at this moment. I feel like we have enough small forward options. Um, but he's definitely probably, you know, my, my third or fourth favorite play on the Raptors. I'm, I, if I'm going down in order, it's going to be Van Vliet, uh, Ibaka. Then uh, I would probably put Powell, Siakam, Lowry. And Lowry is just, like I said, just strictly a GPP. I kind of want to see how he looks on this ankle before I start investing in him. Moving on to the next game, 3.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. We have the Los Angeles Clippers going against the Dallas Mavericks. As far as a uh, game total, this is the high game total of the day, 238.5. Clippers being favored by 10.5 points. And it's also got a massively loaded up uh, injury report. So uh, as far as the Mavs, we have a lot of names to keep an eye out for. So Trey Burke, Luka Doncic, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. are all questionable. And then Courtney Lee, Chris Stops, and as we know, Powell has been out for a while, are all ruled out. And uh, for the Clippers, it's just Patrick Beverly who is being considered questionable. So we'll start with this Clippers team. Uh, the Mavs will probably take an extra minute just due to the injuries and things that we need to kind of keep an eye out for. Eye out for. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard balling out at 10-1. I mean, this game has the highest game total. We are going to want some pieces in here. So I don't mind looking at Kawhi Leonard at 10-1. That's a perfectly fine price tag. I prefer to play him over, uh, you know, a guy like Jokic. Um, it's really going to be hindering, I think, these big names on whether or not Doncic plays. Because if Doncic sits, which I, I highly doubt he does, uh, you know, this is a do-or-die game for him. Um, I'm under the, the expectations that he's going to play. Is he going to be playing under 100%? Probably not. But does that really matter what we saw him do in that first game when he came back when he hurt his ankle? So uh, I don't I don't mind looking at Kawhi Leonard, but I want Doncic to play. Paul George, 8,300, he came out with this comment saying that, he was basically just dealing with some pretty bad anxiety. Yeah, uh, you know, you know whether it's in, in the bubble or the playoffs, the situation. Um, he wasn't getting his mind right. And kudos to him. You know, there's a lot of people that might think otherwise, but uh, I don't think this was like a cop out excuse or anything like that. Um, I think this is this is a real thing for him. He probably does have anxiety, and it's a it's a brave thing to talk about. So um, I do give him credit for doing that. He did come back with a pretty decent game, played only 25 minutes in that last blowout, shot 12 of 18, 35 actual points. Not much in the peripheral stats, but uh, nonetheless, he put up about 42.75 DK points. I think I'm still going to stay away. I really like the price tag. I think it's a great price tag, but 
Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I, I was, you heard me on the podcast before, uh, the anxiety explains it, but I don't think that's what it all is. I think, I think his shoulder is hurt. I mean, the way he ices it after each game, he was struggling with his shot. So it could be both. I could be wrong, but a lot about Paul George doesn't look right. And I don't think I'm going to chase the game after, you know, the one outlier game in this series so far, uh, because he's been struggling. So, um, I'm in the camp where, you know, if, if I'm playing, if I'm not playing Paul George, I start to look at some of those second unit guys a little bit more, your Lou Williams and your Montrez Heralds. And that's kind of the way I'm leaning a little bit tonight. Uh, so I, I do like Lou Will. I'm going to go right into that. You know, if, if I'm not playing a ton of Paul George, I'm probably going to play some decent amount of Lou Will. Uh, you know, when they need him, he's always there. And 6400 it's not a very appealing price tag. That's, just, that's to say the least. So I think he's a good tournament play. So not somebody I'd probably play in cash, but... A uh, solid tournament play that, you know, I think some ownership will probably drift away from him. Uh, but if this game stays close, if Luka Doncic plays, he's going to get his. And then Montrez Harrell, I was all over him in that last one. And we got a good game from him. He didn't necessarily see the big minutes I want to, but they're trending upwards. He played 23 minutes. And if he's going to play more than 20 at 4,400, he has a very good chance to return value. And I think that, you know, they're going to want to use as many games to kind of get him acclimated, get him back involved, uh, get his cardio up, get his conditioning up. So, you know, even, I think, at the very least, him and Zubak split the minutes, 24-24, and 24 is enough for me to have some interest in Harrell. Uh, I don't mind Zubak, but I prefer Harrell over him. And with if Patrick Beverly uh, happens to sit out again, you know, Reggie Jackson, he's been playing like a solid value play. He's only 3,800. Uh, back-to-back games with at least 23 DK points or more. One of those was 26, so... Uh, I wouldn't mind looking at him. Probably, you know, he'd have to make it fit. He's not going to. He's not a core value piece that I would necessarily just build around. Um, but even if this game gets out of hand, you can be rest assured that you know Reggie Jackson, Harrell, both those guys will play enough minutes to still still be able to return the value. Whereas in you know, your Lou Williams, your Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, if uh, if it looks anything like that last game and they only play 25 minutes, they'll probably do well enough if they're blowing them out to return your value. But they're not going to get you that you know six x return on a guy like Leonard that's 10k. You'll get your 50. Uh, but, you know, when you're playing up, you know, in these kinds of matches, you want that you want that 60 possibility. So that's kind of where I'm at with these Clippers. Uh, slide over to Dallas. Um, you know, obviously no no news right now on Doncic. He's the big guy that we're waiting to hear. I mean, there are some other guys that are going to be impacted as well. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Trey Burke, and Dorian Finney-Smith, all these guys being questionable. That's going to open up a ton of minutes. And, you know, if one of these guys sits, like if Hardaway sits, you know, we can look at guys like Curry and Burke and maybe even a DeLon Wright. You know, those guys, we can be rest assured, are going to get a boost. They're solid values. They're solid plays. It's a high total game. They The Clippers play up in pace. So there's a lot of reasons why we should like guys like that. Now, if Doncic sits, that's when you want to start just thinking almost like a little bit of blowout mode. You know, you can look at your guy like Boban. Uh, just getting a few extra minutes as a fan favorite at the end of a game if they're down 30 or 40 points or something like that. Uh, you can look at DeLon Wright a little bit more. You can look at J.J. Barea at minimum salary if we see a guy like Doncic is out. You know, those are the guys that we see, uh, you know, get an extra allotment but are dirt cheap and that we would be able to get some solid value out of them. Now, Maxi Kleber is the other guy that we need to talk about. Um, I'm not playing Tim Hardaway Jr. either way, just to be honest. Uh, not a guy that I generally play or gravitate towards. Takes a really good matchup for me. 6K, I think he can get you that 5X return that you might be looking for in cash, but not much more than that. But uh, Kleber, uh, he's been playing solid with uh, with Porzingis out. He only played 28 minutes in that blowout, but he gave a solid return while he was in there. Uh, we got more than a 5X from him. I don't know if he was only 42. We got 25 and a half. So uh, this is this is a matchup where you know he's he's going to have to play decent minutes. Probably doesn't need to come out there and play, you know, 36 or 38. 
But if he's out there playing 32 minutes, I don't mind taking a few shots at him at 5,200. Feels maybe a little bit safer in cash. Um, but we've seen some upside out of him before in the past. You know, he gets a few block shots. We've seen 34, 35 uh, point DK games out of him. So main options. I mean, Dachik obviously in play if he does play. Just we know what he can do even on an injured ankle. Uh, Maxi Kleber. And then I'll be looking at those guards between the Trey Burke, Seth Curry's. Um, if we do hear that either, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. or Doncic or one of those guys out. And like I said, if Doncic is out, keep keep your eye on J.J. Barea. But I fully expect him to play with the magnitude of this game uh, with them on the brink of elimination. Let's go on to the last and final game. It's the late game, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Denver Nuggets going against the Utah Jazz. And this is another elimination game. Utah has Denver's backs against the wall. Uh, they've just been torching their defense. You know, Denver doesn't seem like they can defend much, but uh, we'll get to the injury news because they're getting a little bit of a help back. But the game totals 219.5. Utah's being favored by 2.5 points at the moment. Uh, as far as Denver, Will Barton's out, and Gary Harris is being considered <clears throat> questionable, but it just came out this morning that he looks like he's going to be available to play. So uh, available doesn't mean he's going to come back and be thrust into the 35, 40 minutes or anything like that. Available means he's probably going to get in there slow. Uh, but Gary Harris, Gary Harris is one of their uh, the best perimeter defenders. So having him back is definitely a boost. Um, not going to expect much from him otherwise, though, as far as offensively. Ed Davis is out for the Jazz, and that's all we really need to be concerned with. So we'll start with this Denver team. Uh, they're kind of switching up their their lineup a little bit, and they're going a little bit more defensively. Uh, we've been seeing you know Grant get a heavy heavy workload as far as a minutes total while. Uh, you know, some of the other guys, Millsap took a backseat in that last one. Porter Jr. took a backseat in the one before. So they've been mixing and matching depending on where they are in the game script. Uh, if they're chasing points, they put Michael Porter Jr. in. Uh, if they have any sort of a lead or a close game, they generally want to keep it close and defense, uh, defensively. So we'll start at the top for Denver. Nikola Djokic, 9,500. He's been playing excellent, uh, but at 9,500, uh, I, I, I'll probably take a pass. I don't, I don't want to spend that on him. Uh, there's a few other centers that I already talked about whether I want to go down for some value, uh, which is probably the way it's looking, or even just go on to the other side of the ball for this one. Uh, $500 more gets me Kawhi Leonard, and I think I'd prefer to do that. Uh, Jamal Murray, in you know, the story of this series, Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell, these two guys were just playing out of their mind uh, and taking all the usage with them. Uh, we look at Murray's last two games, 26 shot attempts, 31 shot attempts, over 40 minutes in both those games, put up 68 DK points and then 82 the game prior. I'm not chasing that. Uh, 8,600 is an expensive price tag for him. Could he do it again? Absolutely. I mean, if he's going to keep shooting white hot and take you know 26 to 30 shot attempts, I don't see why he can't. Uh, but something just tells me that they're not going to let that fly for too much longer. Um, I, I just can't chase that kind of usage right now. And I'm just not willing to pay that price tag for him. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., though, on the other hand, uh, price tag is down. He was a guy that was up over 6K, over the 7K mark at points. He's back down to 5,500. So I do have some interest in Porter Jr. Played 34 minutes in that last game, only 23 and 15 in the two games prior. So we're taking a risk on the minutes. Um, and so, you know, for that reason, maybe not play him as a cash game play, maybe just a tournament type guy. Uh, but we know that we've seen the upside. And, yes, I don't think he's going to come out here and get, you know, 20 shot attempts like he was getting when some of these other guys were out. But even with him getting 13 shot attempts, he's got a sweet stroke. He's incredibly efficient. He can't defend worth a lick, but uh, we don't care about that. He'll trip into a steal and a block here and there. So I don't mind taking a look at Porter Jr. at that price tag. Um, and then, you know, the forwards, Millsap and Grant, I have slight interest in both. If I had to play one, I'd probably feel more safe with just a guy like Grant. Um 
just knowing that he's going to be playing big minutes uh, ever since his team really found out that their defensive identity was no identity. They realized uh, they looked up and down their bench and they, oh, we got one guy that can play that defense stuff. So Grant should continue to play. And uh, I do have some interest in him now. Uh, Monte Morris has been, has been drawing a, a few a few starts, but don't chase that. The usage won't be there for him as long as Jamal Murray is going to just keep chucking like this. Gary Harris being back. I don't know if they'll uh, immediately insert him into the starting lineup. Uh, but again, not a guy that I have interest unless it comes out with a report that there's no minutes limit or he's guaranteed. You know, if he was playing 20, 26 plus, I could see playing him at 4,200. But if we don't get any news, I'll probably just uh, probably just steer clear. So for me, it's going to be mostly the guys in the front court. It's going to be Porter Jr., Millsap, and Grant are the guys that I'll probably get some shares of from this Denver team. And we'll uh, we'll slide it right over right over to Utah. And you know, I just talked about. Jamal Murray and how well he's playing, how hard he's balling out. And then you got Donovan Mitchell over here, uh, 9700 not paying that for Donovan Mitchell. Give me Kawhi Leonard for three, $400 more. I would even prefer Jamal Murray um, for, I think it's $1,100 less. So I'm not going to sniff Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is very much in play. He'd be the center that I look to spend up on on this slate if I spend up on anybody. Uh, he's had one good game this whole series, though. So that's why I'm kind of gravitating towards just spending down on Harrell, getting some of these guys uh, in that Boston-Toronto game, getting some of the you know some exposure in this game, paying up on maybe like a guy like Kawhi Leonard, um, and just kind of doing my build that way just because, you know, while there, he may be the best expensive center on the on the uh, on the slate at seventy eight hundred. He's really only returned good value once during this series. That isn't, that's not saying he can't. I very do. I very much think he's in play, especially for your tournaments. But uh, it would probably be you know, I'll probably be underweight. And if I'm building twenty lineups, you know, six six will probably have Gobert. Five or six, I could see. Uh, Conley, uh, probably one of my favorite plays on this on this team. I don't like that his price tag getting up there again. Uh, I was liking when he was, you know, in that low, uh, that low sixes and, you know, high five range, 59, 6,100. But he's playing great. He looks like his normal self. Um, and I expect him, you know, if this game stays close, you're looking at probably 35, 36 minutes from him. Double-digit shot attempts and just overall solid. I mean, any of his really, really down games, I guess you could say, down games being not returning his DFS value uh, or his price tag, are the games that Mitchell goes bananas and. Those happen. The, you know, what are you going to do? When a guy's hot and he's shooting 30-plus times, there's not going to be much left for anybody else to sprinkle up. So, uh, you know, don't be surprised if we start to see that kind of level off and, you know, taper off a little bit. Uh, Joe Ingles, uh, very much in play, just not a guy that I gravitate towards much. He feels like he's a little safer for cash. He does have some tournament upside at 5,400. Um, but he feels like the opposite to like Michael Porter Jr. So if you're playing cash, he feels like the guy you want at that price range. And if you're playing a tournament, Michael Porter Jr. might be the guy you're looking at. Jordan Clarkson at 5,300. I'll continue to play Jordan Clarkson if he's going to continue to shoot double-digit shot attempts. 5,300 is a fair price tag for him. He's a solid cash game, and he has that tournament upside. You can play him in either or. Um, I definitely do have some some slight interest. He you know, wouldn't play him in the same lineup than playing a guy like uh, Conley, though. I would uh, probably switch those guys up. And Royce O'Neal starting to get to the point where, you know, the value is it's getting a little sucked out. Uh, you know, he's 4,600. Uh, he's, you know, put up that 25, over 25 DK points in two out of the last four games. One of those games was a pretty big one. Uh, it was back on the 19th. Was, but that was also at a $3,700 price tag. Now we're, we're looking at a floor right now, especially if you're talking about a cash floor, uh, you want about 20, 23 points, 22 points minimum. Uh, if you're looking at that tournament, Flory, we're looking for like 25 to 27 at this point. So could he still get that? Yes. Um, he's getting the minutes. So 
not an immediate like go-to value. I might want to just you know hold off as long as I could and just try to see what appears in Dallas with the on that injury report, who's in, who's out, and maybe make my decision after that. But he's not necessarily like a plug-and-play value like he was when he was you know thirty-seven hundred, let's say. So, and uh, that's probably it for the Jazz. I'm not going to go dumpster diving. At the end of the day, they want to try to just put this series away. They're going to play their guys. I think pretty uh, pretty short rotation. I would expect like an eight eight-man rotation. Might even maybe nine. Um, but not much more than that. They're going to keep this one fairly, fairly easy for themselves if they could. And that is all we have. And by we, I mean me. Uh, but before you leave and before you just turn this off, do me a favor. Go check out my bookie. Use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Get that free deposit match. Go on there. Whether it's baseball, basketball, we got football right around the corner. They got a lot of good stuff to check out. I'll probably be jumping in on some of this NBA action. Uh, and if you're following any of the NBA action, you're trying to bet on any games, make sure you're giving a good follow to our guys over at Hoopball Gaming who are absolutely crushing it out there. Uh, I, I can't say enough about these guys. You know, I'm not a guy that generally gravitates towards it, uh, betting games, that is. But you know, with, with the new combination of these of, of our gentlemen, our podcasts and articles that they're writing over at Hoopball Gaming, combined with just the easy at use uh, of my bookie, customer service there is fantastic as well. I will say that. Uh, it's been a joyous time for me. So please, guys, go check them out and then give us a nice uh, thumbs up, a rate, a review, whether it's iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, makes us feel good. We get to see that, know that we're doing something right. Maybe we need to correct something. We get to get a little feedback from you guys, and uh, it allows us to keep the lights on over here. So really do appreciate that. And you can find me on Twitter at Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we will be back tomorrow. I'll be running on with Brent and Eckersley, my good uh, my good buddy from Australia. We'll be breaking down that nice Monday card for you guys. So tune in, check out, and let's go out there and crush some GPPs. I'm feeling it on this Sunday. So good luck, guys. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.